Hello, hello, you found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. We have so many things to get to today that we may not get to all of them. First, we want to talk about our recollections of 9-11, although this will air a week after 9-11. Actually, the 20th anniversary took place. Right. But I think it's a significant enough life event to honor. We also wanted to talk about Biden's mandate that vaccines be given to 100,000 workers. And I saw a feature film in an actual theater called Language Lessons. And you saw... That fun. I I went to the Hollywood Bowl to see the movie Black Panther on the big, big, big screen with all the score played live by the L.A. film. That sounds so exciting. It was cool. I'm jealous. It was very cool. (laughs) Were you living in New York when Mm-mm. 9-11 ha- Oh, you were I'd been back here for two years. That's when I was pursuing my second degree in computer science, and I had an algebra class to go to. And so I was up early, and the neighbor across the street screamed to us that stuff was happening. And so I sort of saw it happening. And I went to school anyway, and I remember the teacher coming in and looking so, just the way you would expect anyone, just so blown away. And, yeah. And at a loss to really even know what to do or what to say. But we did our math class. We weren't up at 5.30 L.A. time, Mm -hmm. and I think that the first plane landed somewhere around 8.30. And so it must have been on a loop that we Mm. woke up to NPR. I think it was Cokie Roberts who said a plane has flown into one of the Twin Towers, and she probably identified which tower it was. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, some poor pilot must have gotten lost, or something went wrong with their instruments. And then I know that it wasn't long after that that the second tower was attacked and in my memory it's all confused we ended up taking the girls to school that day because their teacher thought that it was best to keep them in a routine and it was the first day of school for them because it was right after labor day my memory is jumbled between the planes flying into the tower and seeing the towers fall uh-huh. Because I remember Ian saying, uh, one of the towers just fell. Mm-hmm. And I ran in and I said, that's not the first tower, that's the second tower. So somehow all of that is Jumbled. mushed around in my yeah mm-hmm. in, in my head. Mm-hmm. But I do remember getting the girls up and thinking, well, life as we know it has now changed. Right. Just knowing that so absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I knew that. We hadn't talked to anybody else. We hadn't seen anybody else. But just knowing that something so horrible had happened meant that our little world had been shifted. Disturbed. Yeah, they seemed like such a permanent thing, the World Trade Center. Just not anything that you would have thought could even be attacked like that. Yes. Wasn't it the tallest building in, in New York? I think so. Yeah. One of the things they played on the internet this weekend was they interviewed Trump right after it happened. And he said, now my building on Wall Street, once again, is the tallest building in lower Manhattan. That's the total absence of empathy. Yeah. That is the hallmark of a He's the whole package. He just is. he's the total package. (laughs) And he always was. That's what's so... Yeah. That's what's revealed in this is that this was however many, 20 years ago. Same. Same guy. Same. Same guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking through the New York Times. They had an 11-page special on it. And I know people have been re-watching the thing. I can't. I can't re-watch it. I didn't yeah. look at people falling. I didn't look at any of that mm-hmm. imagery because I'll never get over it. I know I won't. Yet seeing the flames and seeing the photographs of all the trauma that mm-hmm. was gone through, people just on the ground sobbing yeah. was enough to bring it right back. 
It's yeah. been 20 years. I knew it would feel weighty. I knew it would feel traumatic again. Well, and it's framed so symmetrically with this exit from Afghanistan, yeah. this sort of admission of the pointlessness and failure of the whole Middle Eastern yes. military operation that we launched. Someone was saying today that there was so much... Oh, it was Radich. Martha Radich said it? She's yes. the foreign affairs person for ABC. And she was saying how the unity, not only within the country, but among nations of the world, was so solid, so strong. There was such a sense of we are in this together, whatever it is and whatever it's going to be. And when that ended was the day we went into Iraq. Yes. Because most of our allies thought we had gone crazy. And, and we, had. we had, in a way, it was plotted by the Cheney contingent. It was a way to make money yeah. off of people's shock and horror but imagine that 20 years of war that's all i wanted to say about 9 mm-hmm. 11 is that it's the anniversary and it still hurts yeah shall we talk about the mandates yeah what do you think i think uncle joe's on the warpath and i love him <laughs> i love that he's an angry old man getting people off his lawn but he's right <laughs> he's right in his anger and what i love about him is that He's old enough and experienced enough and also humble enough to do what's right, even though it's going to cause him a lot of criticism. It's just so refreshing to me to see someone do something because it's the right thing. I agree. I feel a certain kind of warm and runny sensation when I think about him doing the thing that people probably didn't want him to do in his cabinet because they thought, oh, it'll bring out all of the kooks and the It'll activate the opposition. Which it will. It will. But I just love that. That about him and Saki too watching her deal with these questions from these right wing news people she's never flustered she's never stuck for a response to these hidden agenda it's questions gotcha not questions. so well gotcha question that's a good way to put it but I'm thinking of course she's not because she doesn't have to lie She's got the facts on her side. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't have to bob and weave and think of a way to spin. She doesn't have to spin. Yeah. She just says, this is what we've done. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. And him saying, have at it. Oh, yeah. And I'm so disappointed in the Republican governors. Yeah. It's just like, you go, Joe. Yeah. You go. It gave me faith in him that he was able to do the right thing. Right, right. Because we couldn't go on anymore like this. Right. This is insanity. We've gone from the top of the list in terms of vaccination distribution to, I think, of the 10 top industrial nations. We're at the bottom. Are we we really? We're low, yeah. We've sunk because of the anti-vaxxers. Huh. I wonder what this will mean in the long run if it works. Mm Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, I think that's a real problem. But if it does work, will that return his standing? Mm -hmm. His standing with Democrats, I guess. Someone I was having dinner with the other day said, do you think that his Clint Eastwood attitude will get any of the Republicans to come Mm -hmm. to his side? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. It may get independent people to side with him, but I don't think there's any way to get Republicans to align with him. They won't, but I don't think it matters. I don't know. It's just just so nice to see someone do the right thing, where he might be more politically calculating than I'm allowing myself to think. But they say the polling shows that there's a lot of anger on the part of the vaccinated population. I don't really feel angry. I feel like I'm in California and I'm safe, relatively because our rates are high here. I think the people who are avoiding it are selfish and stupid and self-indulgent idiots. But am I angry? I don't know. I just, I guess a little frustrated. I don't feel a great surge of 
rage, but really, they're saying that the pop, you do, yeah, well, do. you're in sync. I feel anger because now children are dying from oh, it. Oh, right. And children can't be vaccinated. Right. And I feel like that's a horrible, horrible thing that's yeah. visited these younger people. And the age, it's like breakthrough infections are happening right. to much older people. Right. And they're happening to much younger people mm-hmm. now. And I'm infuriated yeah. that people can be so sold a bill of goods. Right. It's right. clearly a mind game. Mm-hmm. It's just more of that conspiracy bullshit that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people are eating up. I'm angry on a more local level. I'm angry because at UCLA, where they're doing a very good job of putting procedures in place for testing and checking for vaccination. But I asked at a staff meeting this week if the religious exemption still was in place because I thought they'd gotten rid of it. Oh. And my supervisor says, no, it's still there. And oh. you're not allowed to ask a fellow employee whether they're vaccinated or not. Right. Or they're not right. obliged to tell you. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, because it's a HIPAA violation. They say. No, yeah. it's not. That's yeah. ridiculous. HIPAA yeah. violations have to do with a doctor revealing your status. But this whole idea of a religious exemption, that makes me really mad. Because you're telling me that your religious liberty trumps our public health. That's right. So basically, you are imposing your religion, not just on me, but on the entire community. So where's our religious liberty? Where's our freedom from imposed religion. It's like Handmaid's Tale. I agree. But that's the thing. It's like, I want to work. That's what really pisses me off. I'm an anti-vaxxer for whatever reason, religious or otherwise, but I'm going to use the religious thing as my way of avoiding it. And I want to work. No. If you're an anti-vaxxer, fine. Yeah, be, exactly. Be your American self. Insist on your First Amendment or whatever amendment. And then just right, stay home. And then do not leave your house because you're I a responsible person. I think that's a really great way to couch it. I think that people who are anti-vaxxers should simply reside with their... That's right. As, Own it. As Frangelis says... You know, I, see, I am mad after all. I didn't even you know. You are it. mad. You are <laughs> mad. We should all be mad. Yeah. But Frangela once said, if you want to hate, you can just hate all you want. Right. But just sit home in your hate hut. Right, right. And just don't impose it on other people. Right. And that's the way I feel about these people. That's such a good point. They should not be in the general population. Yeah. Only yeah. your position. Yeah. Do you feel that strongly about it? I don't it? want to. So, so I'm going to forgo going to work. If I can work from home, so be it. If I can't, well, then I'm quitting and until the public health has been restored. I wish that that had been part of the Biden proposal. Yeah. I really do. It makes perfect sense to me. Anyway. Well, hmm. phew. Glad we got that off our chest. <laughs> I'll sleep better tonight. <laughs> Me too. Did you want to talk about the Black Panther? Yeah. Much more exciting was going to the Hollywood Bowl to see the movie Black Panther on those giant gyrotrons, whatever yeah. they're called. Jumbotrons. Jumbotrons. And to have all of the score played live by the L.A. Phil. The truth is, you watch the movie and you forget that the music you're hearing is actually being produced oh, yeah. down there on the stage oh, by yeah. live people because the movie's so engrossing. Oh, and they put an intermission in, which was brilliant because it's so much fun <laughs> at the bowl. The intermission's kind of one of the best parts of oh, yeah. the Hollywood Bowl. It is. It's just so fun to take that breather and have another glass of wine or do whatever. But the movie's so brilliant and I didn't go see the movie whenever it came out because I don't like superhero movies, but I remember hearing at the time the movie came out that it transcended the genre of superhero. And so I was prepared to really like it, and I really, really liked it. I want to see it again because there were a lot of plot points I couldn't really keep up with, but what was so brilliant was the way they would weave in social commentary about what's happening to now, even Afghanistan for that matter, because one of the warriors that was fighting to be the king of Wakanda. 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 Was, what's his name? It's a... Is it Michael Jordan? Yes. Michael F. Jordan or something like that. Yeah. 
he was the rival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had served in Afghanistan. So they wove in, it was quick, but they wove in all these issues around race that are part of our current culture. Yeah, yeah. In a really beautiful way. Yeah, even just having female warriors to me was such a comment. Yep. So it was great how they they were able to take sci-fi and superhero and current day reality, almost documentary, and put it all together in a way that was dramatically so compelling. I loved it when I first saw it. I saw it like the first day it came out. And I remember going with people who didn't get it when I said it's going to be crowded. Mm -hmm. So we ended up in, you know, in different seats because there were no three seats together because they got there so late. I have my sort of niche things like I'm a real alien fan. I love the first two alien movies and all of my boyfriends were into sci-fi. All of them, including my husband. And I was inundated with it. And I had to kind of pick and choose what I would become fond of. I don't know why, but I really wanted to see this. I I don't know what it was, maybe because Chadwick Boseman was the lead in it. Michael C. Jordan, I think is the name of Michael C. Jordan. I don't know what it was, but I really, really was excited about seeing it and maybe it was just because it was an all-black superhero movie that was great too also it made me reflect even as i was watching it i had some of the same good feeling i had by watching the oscars it was like the model is changing no we're not out of the woods when it comes to racism and institutionalized racism but changes are happening that I think changes in media and entertainment are so powerful. I'm convinced that the reason gay marriage passed was because of will and grace. I think that's that's what made everybody relax. Oh, but it made me think back on how I thought of To Kill a Mockingbird. And I thought of how when that came out, oh, here we go, we're boomers. (laughs) That was really groundbreaking in terms of showing a black character with dignity, with humanity, as a person, as an actual living, breathing, dignified human being. But even that, we still were stuck in the world of the white hero who is the savior of the black victim. And for that time, it was great. That's where we were, and it moved the conversation forward and moved people's perceptions. But now we're at a point that I didn't think I would ever see. I didn't even envision it, that we would see people of color being the creators and the main characters and the movers of story. Yeah, it's very exciting. It is exciting. I know that there are two Native American American shows on one is a the writer's room is full of Native Americans wow. and it's Reservation Dogs mm-hmm. and Rockford Falls okay Rockford Falls? I think that's the name of it. I have been waiting for the subject of Native American reparations Mm -hmm. to come up, Mm -hmm. and it really hasn't. Right. Not in the same way that African American reparations has been a thing. Right. So we'll see if that happens, but it's very exciting. Yeah. The other thing was that it honored the hurt and the injury that has been done in our culture to black people, but it didn't make them victims of it. They. Mm -hmm. They somehow, rising above, it's not quite the right phrase, but the characters in the movie were able to own their history, Mm -hmm. their people's history, in a way that empowered them and that didn't turn them bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Although they would have been right to be bitter. Absolutely. But they somehow, there's a word. Transcended? Transcended. They transcended it. But without denying it. Yeah. That's what was so great. Yes. There was not a, oh, let's just forget all about that. Right. No. The past was the past and it happened and it was real and it had done damage to people. But they were going to be better than just reactors. Yeah. I loved all of it, and I'm like you. I couldn't follow all of the threads. That's my problem with superhero movies is there's usually more plot than you can possibly chew on. 
and Maybe there's backstory swallow. that they assume we know from I'm the sure franchise. I'm sure there is, because that franchise got to be big. ta Coates was one of the writers mm-hmm. of the current iteration of Black Panther, mm-hmm. and that was a really exciting thing when he got on board. And when he took over the Black Panther, it was a really big deal. I am heartbroken that Chadwick Boseman isn't going to be part of the oh, franchise. Oh, I know that. That is so It's really hard. Were you thinking about that while you were watching it? Oh, yeah, it? you can't not. It was also yeah. nice to be at the bowl and have it... Not only mayonnaise. No, it's not only the bland white folk like me <laughs> who go anymore. It's it's They've, they've mixed it up some, so it, that's nice. That's it was great. just nice to be there in a more multicultural setting. Yeah. Oh, and then I was mentioning to you earlier, the L.A. Phil was there, but they added a drummer who had played for the movie on the score, who played an African drum called a, I think they called it a walking drum or a talking drum. But to play it, he has to walk around. It's oh. part of the playing uh-huh. is walking. And it was so interesting to see him. Huh. And then they had a vocalist too, who was a native African from whatever tribe with that musical heritage that was brought to it. Anyway, it was nice to see the mix. I did want to talk about language lessons language lessons what is it where is it i saw it at the landmark theater it was very quiet at the landmark theater when i went to the new art last week there was almost nobody there but this that was a niche film that was much more niche than i had any idea right right. really good but not a big blockbuster this one had many more people in it i would say it was about half full The premise is that a man named Adam is given this set of Spanish lessons by his husband. And the Spanish language speaker there is living far away. Okay. So they're on Zoom together. Okay. And So the husband paid for the lessons. Paid for all the lessons as a gift. And a tragedy ensues in one of their lives. And it's the two of them connecting and grappling with this relationship that has no real model. Mm-hmm. I mean, here they are hundreds, if not thousands of miles away. And there's just this wonderful exchange between them. And it's not romantic and it's not sexual, mm-hmm. but it's not not those things either. There are the, Through their Zoom relationships. Through their Zoom relationship. Oh. It's very immediate. Instead of sitting there, which I thought I would be thinking, oh, this is like being on one of my group chats and feeling so removed from it. It was very present. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be a real crowd pleaser because Mm -hmm. it got applause after Mm -hmm. it ended. It ends in a very satisfying place that you wouldn't expect from the direction that the movie's going in. Right, right, right. And the performances are really what keep it so immediate Uh and compelling. Mm -hmm. I use that word too much, but it is. Both of these people, because they're trying to relate to each other through their screens, they're really present with each other. Uh Uh-huh. And so they're there with the audience. Nice. It's a wonderful little movie. Oh, I would love movie. it, I'm sure, because, I mean, I've done language lessons that way. I took, I you took, have? During the pandemic, I was taking French through Zoom. Oh, that's but, right. But it wasn't one-on-one. It was one-on-five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But could you see the person? You saw Oh, her. you could see the instructor and the other classmates, and yeah, it was fun. And my memory is that when you have those lessons that you do talk about personal things, because that's part of how you that's right. that's learn how you learn the language. That's right. That's how you learn I think you would love this movie then. It's Spanish, obviously. It's not French. The lead woman was the director. Okay. She directed, she acted in it, and she wrote it. Okay. Marc Duplass, who is one of the um, Mumblecore. Mumblecore is a kind of movie that's 
very naturalistic and okay. done for almost no money in locations that are available. Right. And it was big about, I'd say, 15 years ago. Okay. Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass. Jay plays the professor who is in love with Sandra O oh, in okay. the chair. And oh, that's, okay. That's the brother. So the two brothers, Mark and Jay Duplass, right. used to make films together. Okay. And then they split off and started doing things independently. Got it. They're both good actors. I kind of going back and forth between is Jay better or is Mark better? Is Jay better or is Mark better? But they're both good. Right. Both really persuasive actors. And that's my pitch for That sounds language fun. lessons. How was the theater? Was it seated side by side or did they have some kind of You could spacing? sit side by side. Yeah. It wasn't the things weren't blocked off. You had to wear a mask. Right. That was definitely the case. They didn't was check it crowded? To see was it people in every seat or it was more. like half full and scattered. Okay. But there were definitely rows, half full rows right. of what looked like people who weren't all together as right. a group. Right. But sitting next to each other. Yeah. And they didn't check vaccinations, although I'm hoping that that will become a thing. It'd be nice. Well, it's that time again. It is. We've come to the end Here of our are. boomer time. So goodbye, boomer friends. So long, boomers and all. And all. And stay safe out there. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.